Hello, everybody. Welcome to For the Record Podcast, episode number 86. Happy Wednesday, everyone. Hope you're all having a great day. This episode is going up on Wednesday, April 19th, 2017. Uh, Before we jump into the episode and a little bit of an introduction about today's guest, uh, this episode was brought to you by Audible.com, the premier source for all your online audiobook needs. To get a free 30-day trial and a free audiobook, Visit audibletrial.com slash shamelesspromo and sign up there. Once again, audibletrial.com slash shamelesspromo. All right, on today's episode, um, I'm thrilled with today's episode and, and what we're having. I said last year that I really wanted to get film, um, people involved in film and television and writing and really expand this show. And we were able to do that this year, and I, I'm so excited. Um, this first guest in, I guess, in that trend um, is a producer by the name of Eric Israelian. Eric Israelian was one of the producers on a film that's coming out this Friday, April 21st, called The Promise. I was absolutely blown away by this film and by the story that it was told. It's a love story, but it's told with the backdrop of what was the Armenian genocide and what had happened during that time period in history. Something that is, there's a government that in the world that won't acknowledge it to this day. It's, it's a hauntingly, it's a hauntingly beautiful story in the way that it's told because there, because of the love story aspect to it. And yet there's such an important history lesson that comes from from this film. The film stars um, um, Oscar Isaac, Christian Bale, Angela Serafian, Charlotte Lebon. I mean, it's it, it's an incredible cast, an amazing story, and I think it's I think it's I think it's an, a very important story and one that should be told. Um, the film premiered at or did or did a premiere at Cinequest here in uh, in San Jose, California. Uh, last month and we were I was invited to go and talk to Eric and so he was so gracious and was incredibly nice and it was it was cool to talk with him about his history because he's not traditionally from film he's from the medical world and we talk a lot about um, his experience in that world and how that translated over into being a film producer working on it day by day uh, his role in the story there it's it was a really unique episode, and we have another episode relating to this going up on Friday, the day the film comes out, and we have a review that's going live of the film tomorrow afternoon. Um, we're going to try to get it up a little bit earlier than that, but definitely tomorrow afternoon. So for that review, visit shamelesspromo.net, and you'll get more information there. All right, guys, this is episode number 86 of For the Record with Eric Israelian, producer of The Promise. Enjoy.
great, great. Thank you. Good. Thank you. Um, how long are you in Santa? Are you here for all the CineQuest or just? I'm for, just here for tonight. Just for tonight. Just cool. for tonight. Awesome. Yeah. So you have this and then the screening. The screening, well. yeah. But I'm originally from San Mateo, so oh, this is awesome. like coming home. Nice. Yeah, I, live, cool. I grew up 20 minutes from here. So. Nice. Yeah. Do you ever, when you're doing, when you're doing press stuff like this, I mean, do you ever have time to, if you're up in an area like this, to ever see family, or is it just kind of get in? And well, get most out? of <laughs> most of my family's now moved down to LA. Oh, okay. So uh, <laughs> unfortunately, with the with this film, because it's has so much kind of like uh, buzz around it, it's yeah. big, it's kind of been always in and out. Yeah, we haven't had a chance to really For get sure. settled anywhere other than LA. Awesome. Well, I, re- I read you went to, you went to UC Berkeley. I did. Which I did. is, yeah. I, um, did you? I, uh, no, I went to Santa Clara University. Okay, um, well, my brother went to Santa Clara. Oh, nice. So, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, it was. it's still within the area, and I live in Oakland now. And oh, you I'm, do? Okay. I'm very close to UC Berkeley, yes, so I see people yes. walking around all the time. Yes, yes. No, I mean, it's great to be back in the Bay Area. Actually, I got off the airplane, and I saw the Giants stuff and and I told my wife I was like wow I never see that in LA (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. I mean if there's anything I've never followed sports too much but I do notice like whether it is a 49ers game a Giants Raiders whatever it is people are passionate yes <laughs> are you they, from the bay area yes oh, okay. i've been i've gr- i've lived here my whole life uh, oh, wow. i'm actually from san jose so this was oh, also kind great. of coming home for me as well right. for a little bit fantastic yeah fantastic. um well one of the things i did want to ask you kind of on the uc berkeley note yeah. is you had a major in integrative biology and minor in english and then the world of movies comes in right. and how did you i guess how did you make the jump to adding film into that repertoire of hey i'm gonna do this i'm gonna yeah. work on this and then bringing that into your world while still being involved in this other really huge thing. Yeah, well, I, I thank you for asking about that. So my my background is in medicine. You know, I studied yeah. biology and, you know, became a physician. But, you know, the Ingr- English minor and, you know, studying English has always been with me, you know, trying to write and try to be creative. And in, in medicine, I think you, you end up being creative in many ways. You know, you have to solve problems and try to... Um, you know, lead groups of people and, and basically think of ways to pivot on a regular basis. And that's kind of what we needed to do during this film. You know, so I, I, yeah, exactly. And I actually, it, my English background, I remember doing a project around culture and thinking about the Armenian genocide because my great grandparents were genocide survivors. Oh, and, and I learned about my culture really in my Bay Area days. And, and then as a physician, you know, you, you learn how to take care of a person and help people one-on-one. But I also studied public health at UCLA, and then you start to think about communities. And then I had the amazing good fortune to have uh, Kirk Kerkorian as my mentor in life, my life mentor. And he, he was also Armenian, and he was passionate about telling the story about the Armenian genocide. So um, he, you know, tasked me with that approximately seven years ago. And it took me in a different direction, and you know we're donating all the proceeds from the film, uh, from our production company, Survival Pictures, to nonprofit organizations. Oh, that's and, amazing. and that was his intention as well to do something unprecedented. So yeah. making the movie on an epic scale with this story is unprecedented, and then donating all the money away and has also been you know something un- unbelievable because we have so many people joining a movement now instead of just a movie yeah and tomorrow actually uh, our title song drops chris cornell's title song oh, drops. I heard about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah oh that's awesome and, and chris is donating all the proceeds from his song cool to charities so it's you know it's starting kind of a chain reaction which is amazing that's incredible i mean with doing a film like this that has 
it has a love story within its structure, yes. and it's got the two characters and uh, that are going through what they're going through. But yeah. at the same time, there's also this there's this much deeper, darker history to right. it. Like it was pitched as I mean, I was kind of like, okay, this is gonna be a love story, and I'm watching this, and I'm like. Wow, this is a really deep Have film. Have you seen it? Yes, I oh, watched you, it last night. Oh, yes. okay, okay, great. Um, I, I got the screener last night. Oh, you night. did? Um, oh, okay, great. I'm glad you beautiful did. film. Oh, thank yes, you, thank you. You guys did a wonderful job thank on you. it, Thank really. you. I'm so happy you saw it already. Yeah, oh, oh yeah. Um, I like I like watching the it before just going in blindly, I guess. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. No, no, no that's <laughs> um, great. Yeah, I mean, it's like there's this deeper story that's attached to it. I mean, was there, when you're telling a story like this, is there any, maybe not fear, but just hesitation or worry or is it do you, do you guys feel more like no we're going to be confident we're going to go in and we're going to tell this and yeah. say it exactly as it is well i think do you mean about the love story part or just like the the, the, the narrative in general the narrative about the well i think i think that you know it's basically been 102 years in the making i mean you know like uh, i was going to mention this tonight before the screening but you know in in the entertainment business you know people talk often about how long it takes for a project to get going yeah. <laughs> and it's usually right and it takes years and years but you know 102 years is a long time and that part of that has been because of denial and systematic you know wiping down of the crime scene so we also didn't want to have some preachy history lesson you know and, and we really wanted Kirk you know was from an era where he, and he when he owned the studios he was from the era of this you know these sweeping cinematic films uh, that we think about, you know, from yesteryear. So, yes. <laughs> you know, like Dr. Zhivago and Lawrence of Arabia and Reds and things like that. So we thought, you know, there's a way to do this where we can entertain people and move them, but at, at the same time expose them to some of the, the factual history of, of the events that occurred 102 years ago. Yeah. And a lot of them are relevant to the world today, you know. And when we started down this journey, we thought, well, how are we going to make this relevant? You know, sadly, the world has caught up to us, yeah. and now it's very relevant um, with genocide and racism and persecution and all, and all these uh, themes that are awful. But, you know, through that, you can also find perseverance and hope and love and resilience, and that's what we envision doing. So, you know, creating these fictional characters, but then taking them through actual historic events. And actually, for example, Christian Bale's character yeah. is based on an amalgam of Associated Press and New York Times reporters from the day. Yeah. So, you know, the, the events were among the most frequently reported news events of the, that time period. But, um, you know, because of the amount of time that's passed over 102 years, it's conveniently been pushed into the, the back and to the point that people are like, oh, well, this didn't happen, you know. So, yeah. Well, you know, we have articles and we've got exactly. first person testimonials <laughs> from that time period, yes. you know, so. Yeah. Anyway, there was well, there was a moment during the film when I, I I felt so stupid when I was watching it because I was like, it's 1914. How's he a photojournalist? And he pulls out a camera. Right. Like, oh wait, he has film. That was a thing. <laughs> I know. He didn't have an iPhone, but he yeah, definitely, he definitely had a camera. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, you know? And and as he was like winding it back, and I'm like, oh my god, that was a thing. And, and it's interesting. Yeah. Christian was very particular about that camera and being able to understand how to use it and being able to you know, immerse himself into that character. And he did a lot of research, as did Oscar. And, you know, um, I couldn't have asked for a better team of people, you know, who kind of gave of themselves because they really have a, these uh, actors really have a choice of doing any movie they want. I mean, literally yeah. tomorrow, if they looked at the schedule for the next two years, they could say, I want that movie and I want that movie. <laughs> and they would get it. Um, but, you know, they chose ours and Terry, uh, just an incredible guy and, you know, sincere person actor I mean not actor but writer director 
uh, knows how to deal with the actors, knows yeah. how to pull out the story, and and always, you know, our, our our mission, you know, as somebody who's not traditionally from the entertainment business, you know, my mission is about social impact. You know, my whole life is about that. And um, if I'm going to spend time working on projects like this, I want it to actually have meaning, and to do something that helps humanity, and that's what we hope to do with the movement. Absolutely. I mean, it's it's very evident. I mean, from what just from watching just even just little segments of that film it's, it's so thank clear you. what the vision is and you thank guys you. again beautiful job um, thank you when you're working on a film like this that has this big message and it's got but it's also got the fictional uh, that fictional element and these right. characters to it and you have yourself and two other producers how do you I guess how do you divide up who kind of does what and delegate and yeah. go okay you're going to take this on and we're going to do this and, and right. break go team well I, I I am very fortunate to have had the most incredible team of people, and Mike Medavoy and Bill Horberg uh, have forgotten more about the movie business than I'll ever know. And that's, I'm not exaggerating. So I, I, I really have learned a lot from those two gentlemen and, and our entire team. You know, Ralph Winner, who was our executive producer, but he also served a function kind of line producer, which is like the day-to-day -day person yeah. who makes sure that the trains are running on time and the film stays on time and on budget yeah. so if we didn't have Ralph you know like I don't know what we would have had but you know Ralph was the one who was there every second of every day in Spain and Malta and Portugal and making sure that everything you know went off without a problem yeah um, so it really you know I think I think creatively Mike and Bill they've worked on such incredible movies in their lifetimes and you know I, I could talk to you for hours and <laughs> recite Mike's CV and Bill you know but they literally have worked on the types of movies that I always envisioned this film to be when it was some crazy idea in my head. And, um, and you know, if it wasn't for them, we wouldn't have been able to make it a reality. Yeah. I mean, when you're, when you've got a film like this, as you were saying, there was the kind of, as you broke down the different roles, how long did something like a task like the principal photography when you're traveling to different countries right. and you're doing it, how long did something like that take? So that took about three and a half months. Um, just for the initial, I would say the initial cluster of our principal photography, and then we had a brief hiatus because Oscar was doing um, Star Wars stuff. No big deal. Yeah, yeah, no big deal. <laughs> Unfortunately, as big as we think our movie is, uh, we became very well aware that the fact there's a company called Disney that has yeah. Star Wars, <laughs> and so we had to deal with their calendar. Just, just a little blip uh, yeah, in and, the schedule. And, uh, just nothing, nothing. Yeah, exactly. And right before that, he was doing a movie called X Men. Oh my so, God. so between X Men and Star Wars, you know, our Armenian genocide drama just took a little bit of a backseat but yeah. um but you know we, we worked it out you know again that's where somebody like ralph or our first ad lee cleary they come in because they make the schedule yeah. work with with the talent um, constraints and then um when then we wanted weather to be better for a certain scene or segment of scenes which yeah. was the ending actually so we shot that in new york in the spring okay cool. so it ended up being about 80 days roughly 72 days in the beginning and then another cluster of days and, and then we did all of our post-production in New York and um, and you know it just it's an incredible you know kind of group of people because you have this whole team of people that is your main principal photography yeah. period right and pre you know pre-production then and then film and then you have this other family of people that deals with the post-production mm -hmm. and they are just as passionate, just as involved, just as, you know, committed on a day-to-day -day basis. But their life is different. They're dealing with the content that's already been shot. Yes. And, um, and the editor and, you know, and, and our editor, Steve Rosenblum, 
he deserves an unbelievable amount of credit. First of all, he's he's edited some of my favorite films of all time, which which made it very easy in terms of trying to choose who our editor is because yeah. he did Last Samurai, Blood Diamond, Braveheart, oh my goodness, you know, wow. exactly Glory, you know, um, on and on and on. Yeah. So again, when you're when you're in the editing bay and the editor of your some of your favorite movies tells you, you know, I don't think that's going to work or this this looks better. You kind of just shut up. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. okay, whatever Steve says. <laughs> I remember once hearing um, I think it was I think I think it was Kevin Pollack who once said, "I love the editing process because it's the final rewrite you didn't get in the Exactly. Beginning. It was something like that. Yeah. But um, yeah, oh, Kevin totally Pollack's heard. amazing. He actually follows us on social media. He's a oh, great awesome. guy. He's from the Bay Area. Oh, nice. San Francisco okay. Giants fan. Oh, that's right. He yeah. is. Oh, he's my a, God. He's a Giants fan. It's so. hard to keep track of who's from here yeah, sometimes. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I kind of know because of the growing up here and then moving to L.A. and then having, you know, like only a handful of uh, Giants fans around. <laughs> you get that camaraderie. Yeah, yeah, you're you're right. like, exactly. oh, my God, yeah, another exactly. one. Yeah. Giants fan in L.A. I love it. <laughs> Definitely. Um, I mean, I also think that it speaks to the testament of just how powerful the film is with the fact that you have – um, some kind of something that you were saying earlier, how you have someone like Oscar Isaac, who then it's like, okay, we have to take a break so you can go do Star Wars next one, and yeah. then he wants to come back and do it. Yeah. Because, like you said, they're all in this position where it's kind of like they could do all these different films. But yeah. I mean, that spoke to me even more when I'm watching this, and I'm, I just, it was really cool to see that yeah. that they were all there. Well, I think it it means a lot, and and you know when we had our first uh, festival little debut in in Toronto. We had, you know, everybody there, you know, kind of Christian. Uh, Christian was shooting a movie and was really sick. And he flew in literally just for that evening. And um, and then Oscar basically, you know, it, it, again, super busy, unbelievable demands on their time. And, you know, they, they know this means a lot beyond just the film business. And that's why they participate in the film. And that's why they gave it their all. And you can see from their performances, you know, it's... You, know, you have Christian Bale and Oscar Isaac and Charlotte Laban and Shore Aldershlu and Charlotte uh, Laban was fantastic. Yeah, she's amazing. You know, and, and and people really need to get to know her. You know, she's yeah. a, she's also an artist. You know, she's not just an actress. And and I think you know she's uh, one of those people that she's not a self promoter. So it's like we we've got to get her out there yeah. because you know <laughs> she's just like you know just one of these very kind souls. She's Anna. You know, I mean, you can see it when you see her. You're like, oh, Anna. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, when you're not working on films and you're, yeah. I mean, when you're not working with survival pictures yeah. and doing stuff like that, like how much, I guess, how much time are you devoting to medicine? Well, I'm, 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 you know, I'm a hundred percent committed to the university at UCLA. Yeah. You know, I, I, uh, I function primarily as an administrator now, you know, I oversee digestive diseases and wow. it's a big honor for me to, on a daily basis, try to connect the university to the community you know yes, I guess I did go to Berkeley undergrad but I went to UCLA for grad school and I did all my training there and and as a public institution I think you know it's it does stand for opportunity um, you know many of the students are the first in their families to go to college the largest number of Pell Grant recipients in the United States is at UCLA yeah. and so it means a lot to me that we can bring uh, the a focus on human rights and and helping others to UCLA and to a UC so I view that as a lot of my purpose and you know I'm involved with not just the School of Medicine but many of the other schools on campus theater film and television public health um, you know the law school etc and where we're working on kind of you know taking this concept of helping others 
out of just the realm of medicine, but making it part of the university. So I kind of view that as my mission, in addition to working with a lot of the other nonprofit groups. Absolutely. Um, we're at about uh, 20 minutes, uh, yeah. so we'll um, wrap this up. Thank you sure. again so much for taking the time I, to see this. Thank you. Thank you for seeing it. I yeah, it, it was wonderful. Um, uh, I guess the last question to kind of wrap this up is, what is overall the biggest message you'd hope people take away from seeing The Promise yeah. and seeing this film? Well, thank you for asking that. I would say that the biggest message for me is that um, we're all connected. We're all part of, you know, uh, humanity. Um, some of the worst catastrophes of our time as a civilization have been man's inhumanity to man, yet we've been able to persevere. And hopefully we can move from this darkness into the light and focus on tolerance, um, helping one another, making the world better. And, you know, we don't want to forget the past because we know how um, painful it is. You can't heal if you don't recognize what's happened in the past. But moving that forward, and I hope that people who get inspired by seeing the film and, and being moved by the atrocities of 102 years ago decide that they want to get active in this current environment and help to prevent future catastrophes. Absolutely. Well, that was beautifully said. And uh, the film comes out on April 21st, April correct? 21st. Awesome. Yes, All right, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll put this up around um, uh, probably a week or so before the film comes out, so thank we can you. give it a push. But Eric, it was such really a pleasure. Pre- thank you My so pleasure. much. My pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for your time. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. The Promise is out via Survival Pictures this Friday, April 21st, 2017. The film is rated PG-13 and runs 2 hours and 12 minutes. For more information on the film and to buy tickets, visit www.fandango.com. You can also visit survivalpictures.org or visit www.facebook.com slash thepromisethefilm. Facebook.com slash thepromisethefilm. Thanks again.